Hi, this is Karen from Soterran, and you're listening to the SAP Security and GRC podcast with host Dudley Cartwright, helping you on your journey to effective access risk management in SAP. In today's episode, we will give you feedback from ASAC Tech Connect 2023. Our partner Jeremy Shingfield from Mediba, who also attended, has kindly joined this episode to share his thoughts and insights from the event. Thank you for joining. Hi, everyone. My name is Dudley Cartwright from Soterran. And I'm joined today by Jeremy Schoenfeld from Mediba. We're just going to spend a few minutes just talking about a recent conference that we attended. And that conference was the ASUG Tech Connect conference that was held in New Orleans between the 7th and the 9th of November this year, 2023. And we're just going to share our thoughts on how we found this conference from two different perspectives. The, the first will be Saturn attended as an exhibitor, so we will share how, how we found it attending there, being there at the booth and exhibiting. And Jeremy attended as an attendee, and as such, he went to a number of the, the sessions and will share his thoughts on what was discussed, what was the, the main drivers that, that SAP is, is pushing. Welcome, Jeremy. Oh, so if you just want to maybe just uh, give us a bit of background of who you are and maybe a little bit about what Mediba does. Yes, hi. I'm glad to, glad to join you today. So Mediba is a consulting company. We're based in California, in the U.S. Uh, we have uh, presence across the country, and we focus on media, pharmaceuticals, real estate, different com- companies across the country. And uh, we have a, a, an office in London, uh, India, and also in Canada. So we we do have a global reach. Uh, but we do tend to you know, work with lots of different clients, and we like to stay up with the latest of what's going on with SAP which is what got us to ASUG in the first place and got me out there and, and, and so there's time with you and some time with your team and the other vendors and, and to see what SAP has to say about the whole you know, direction that they plan on going. It was very interesting. Yeah. No, no, perfect. So maybe just then getting straight into it, as, as I mentioned, I think we'll, we'll cover this from the two different perspectives. Saturn was there exhibiting, so we, we really enjoyed the conference. It was our first US conference, uh, so... We, we didn't really know what to expect, but I think we're pleasantly surprised with how engaging the, you know, U.S. attendees are. Um, it, uh, I think also what worked very well is the um, ASO, you know, as the event organizers did a brilliant job with encouraging a lot of the attendees to go and at least chat or meet a lot of the exhibitors. They set up competitions and in order to win the competitions, you needed to uh, you know, go and and chat or at least visit uh, each each of the booths. So it gave us exhibitors a chance to have good discussions with with, with a number of pe- people. I think there there were seven hundred people there at the event, and it was an event that was put on at relatively short notice. So I think, with all things considered, ASAG pulled off a wonderful conference. They did a, gr- a great job at it, and I think from our side. Uh, as exhibitors, you know, we we really thought it was value for money. We'd definitely be there, be there next year. But I think more importantly, uh, Jeremy, I think people will want to know. You attended a lot of the sessions. Can you maybe just share with us, you know, what what were the main themes at this year's um, Tech Connect conference, and you know, are there any of those themes that you are seeing play out at your customers, and anything that that you see as is is adding value to 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 your customers? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, first of all, I, I agree with you. The whole the event was well organized. It was well put together. Uh, when you showed up, when I showed up out there as an attendee, the first thing I got was the an app, and and I got the calendar and the schedule. 
there's basically two sides of the event from an attendee perspective. One is these workshops that you can attend. So you can, uh, all different topics from rather functional or, or kind of marketing to more technical and, and under the covers. So you really get to dig into it a bit and you have experts in each of those areas presenting your leading um, from the world. So that was, that was really good to get into those sessions and you can reserve them and get your hands into the system. And then you had the other side, which is the exhibitors like yourselves. And it was really great to walk around and to see what 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 tools and what, what ideas people are coming up with and how um how you know the SAP footprint can be expanded with with um with with other tools to bolt on. And that actually is a direction that SAP is going. They they talk a lot about this clean core, which what they're trying to do is they they can look across their clients across the world and they can see that F1 has taken SAP and configured it and then gone beyond that and customized it. There's a lot of custom code out there. There's a lot of uh, uniqueness to every single system. And every company is different, but the the SAP platform itself is very different as well. And it's become a very diverse uh, custom application, let's say. They try to slowly move customers into a more standard footprint. And to do that, what they're trying to do is take some of the customizations that people have done over the years, decades, and, and push it out of the core into a more um, uh, section of SAP where they can uh, keep the keep the core clean and consistent across clients, and then keep your customized a little bit on the side. There's a couple of different ways they're talking about doing that, but but one theme that came up an awful lot at the conference was this clean core, and and how to um, how to do that. That was key, um, and there's a whole landscape you can talk more about that. Another area that there's been an incredible excitement about, as you can imagine, is AI. Uh, there's lots of discussion about how to integrate it at every level. Uh, that's fascinating. Honestly, there is there's the obvious ways to integrate it into some of like scanning or just some kind of business logic or all of that. But there's even AI and self-generating code in the actual programming. So as you're coding in the future as a developer, AI will help you work faster. So it's really helping at all levels from a, a customer experience, from a functional experience from a development experience. There's AIs being integrated everywhere you can see it going in. You know, we um, see tools. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Jeremy, may I, may I just ask on the the idea of the clean core? We could see from from a, a lot of the um, the content that that was pushed. There's a lot of talk around BTP at the moment, and we do conferences in in many parts of the world, and, and we for clients in in uh, all, all parts of the world, and we've been quite surprised with the diff, you know, with the varying sort of uptake of PTP, depending on which region you are. So Australian customers, there's a huge drive for all of them to look at PTP and implement PTP and, and make use of it. Where our some South African customers, it's not so much on their radar as as such. So I can imagine that it's very relevant in the US market. Are, are you seeing that? Yeah. Is, is there um, is it very much the um, the approach where SAP is going? Is the the drive to towards PTP? You know, I, I've seen an exact split. I've got some customers who went straight into it, uh, and some customers who are not really interested, and and some that are dipping their toe. So I think it's a mixture. I think one thing that's going along with BTP, there's there's four different components. One of the biggest, easiest to, to implement is its middleware piece which is basically connectivity to SAP, to, to the outside world, to other applications, 
even to other SAP modules and components. So that middleware piece is is usually uh, a need for new companies. Everyone seems to need a middleware because there are always pieces talking to each other. And if you don't have one yet, you know, BTP might be a natural option. But a lot of companies have them. And so do they really want to pull out what they already have to replace it with BTP if there's not a lot of value add? That's one resistance I'm seeing. Then another place for BTP is it's this is a development place that they plan on putting a lot of this custom development into that BTP layer. Well, we've got a lot of development that's not there today. It's in the SAP system. It's baked into uh, the system that they had already. And to, to pull it out and to put it into BTP uh, is, is a risky endeavor sometimes. It can happen naturally as part of S4 upgrade. But uh, I'm seeing that there's a bit of hesitancy there too. Uh, and then lastly, I think it's interesting to, to see, and I'm, I'm working with this right now, is how well BTP talks to S4. How fast is it? So I'm developing a tool right now for a client where we are developing a scanning solution for invoices, and we're going to build that in, into BTP. So as as documents come through and goes out, and, and as you get to hundreds of thousands of documents going between BTP and S4, you know, we're curious to see the performance and to see what that's going to look like. And so that could be another challenge for BTP as it goes. Um, and then there's, of course, there's licensing and there's there's throughput and all of that. So the cost can be different than what you had today. But I haven't seen total resistance to answer your question. I, I have seen people implement it and it has, I have a couple of clients that use it. Um, and I do see it growing, but I, I don't see customers clamoring at it and diving at it and seeing um, right away a, a big obvious choice there. Yeah. And was there much in the program talking uh, around the SAP Rise activity and, and the drive to getting customers to move on to the, the SAP Rise program? Yeah, that was a, a natural place as well where a lot of the conversations went. And I, I have seen that too. Um, so Rise is growing and it, it, it is it, that is actually is a, a value add that I don't see as much resistance towards. Um, yeah, I've worked on that. We have two S4 HANA cloud solutions right now, which you know really is is just SAPs doing all of the basis and support work in there. But even other ones where we just have S4 uh, HANA, even if it's not on the S4 um, uh, cloud, we uh, say SAP cloud, it still has um, SAP in there doing the basis activities, managing the system, and Rise is there. So uh, I, I do see that growing. I think that's going to be a natural place for SAP to take over. It's it's kind of a nice scalable solution that the clients seem to look to to do, and SAP really encourages it. And there's there's some degree of risk there that the clients take on if they don't use Rise. And so by having SAP own that piece, I think it is um, it's a lower risk option, and it's it's encouraged. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. So anything else from the conference from the session workshops or talks that you went to that you thought was was interesting? Yeah, well, I, I do notice that there's a lot more, as I keep saying the same thing about this clean core, a lot more people, um, a lot more companies, as I'd say, uh, come up with ideas of how to enhance the the SAP footprint. Uh, you know, certainly, Soterian is an example of that, that that takes the the, the, the basics and actually jazzes it up a lot. So I, I I like to see that, and that's uh, I can see how that naturally fits. And so as a implementation consultant firm, we, we look to see these tools. And I think these tools are offering a lot more than they used to. 
Um, we're also finding that in the new platform of uh, you know the BTP development layer and the clean core and all that, the the language that you can code it is opening up. So instead of just being stuck using ABAP as your language language code, there's a lot of Python for AI. There's a lot of um, JavaScript and there's all these other languages that you can build in, which comes a whole pool of other talent that I can pull from as, as developers, as, as applications. And so it's an exciting time because you get a lot of encouragement for little bits of code here and there that can be shared around, but also some, some significant uh, the develop mature tools that you can add to your footprint. And I think both of these are encouraging. And, and so it's exciting to time to be working at SAP and, and developing in that space. Yeah, so no, no, very much so. And I, I guess with the timelines that a lot of companies, you know, have to consider moving to onto S4 and all that, there's there's a lot of project work that, that's going to come up um, and I'm sure you know your your guys' capability in that space is is, is well well known. So hopefully, a, a lot of the people that do listen to this can reach out to you. We'll share your details uh, or just look up Mediba, find out more about how you guys can can assist them. Yeah, that sounds great, and I think that it's um, as we've as we've moved forward. I think the S four migration is uh, interesting to see how customers are approaching that. So one last thing I would like to say is that. The smaller customers you dive into it quickly, they're always a little more simple. There's less to to move over uh, the this process. But the larger customers are, are taking a few years to get it right. Um, and there's always opportunities there to to, to rethink about how things work, uh, to to look at new ways of, of managing security, for example. Maybe send some some good chances there to to bolt on Centurion or uh, or the like. Um, and I think it's it's a uh, it's there's a lot of work coming as as the as the pressure increases to move to S four, but also as S four proves itself, there are yeah. some nice features. It, it used to be S four was just a, another platform, another version of SAP, but no, it, actually it's a very different solution, and it is growing and is maturing, and and there's a lot of development in the area that is is being shared around. The same can go for also the the consulting partners in that space. They they're gaining a lot of experience of what works best. So I guess those companies that are still needing to do that sort of upgrade or migration, they do benefit from you you know consulting partners like yourselves that have now done a huge number of projects. You've learned what works best in that space. Uh, so yes, we under maybe getting under a bit of time pressure to get it done in a certain amount of time, but those companies are going to benefit from. Having a lot more experienced um, consultants uh, assisting assisting them with those projects. Yeah, no doubt. There's there's definitely some differences in how S four is set up in the ECC world, and uh, it's been an interesting five years to to learn that. But yeah, I think you're right. It's a, it's a lot faster now than it was a while ago. That risk has gone down quite a bit, and I think that's why these larger firms are finally kind of jumping in and, and taking it seriously, because there are benefits they're going to start losing if they don't move over. Yeah. Yeah. No, perfect. Okay. Well, Jeremy, thank you very much for joining us on today's session. It was great chatting to you until the next conference that we attend, which will hopefully be soon. We keep up and we'll speak to you soon. I look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah. That'd be great. 